another move from the government around their progressive home ownership scheme. Uh, they're opening it up to existing homes instead of just new builds. They're also increasing the income gap to 150, or income cap rather, to 150,000. Uh, the goal of the scheme back in 2020 was to get 4,000 families into home ownership. That aim has now been dropped to get 1,500 contracted by June of 2024. Now, the Executive Officer of the Queenstown Lakes Community Housing Trust, Julie Scott, is with us on this. Julie, morning to you. Good morning, Mike. As an idea, is this working, and do you like it? Yes, the Progressive Home Ownership Fund, if you're referring to that. Yes, Mm. absolutely, it's working. Um, We're a big fan of it. We have, our housing trust has received over 11 million in uh, funds, interest-free loans through this fund so far. That's provided assisted ownership to 44 homes, 44 households across our district. Um, We've got a lot more in the pipeline. We've probably got another, we're negotiating at the moment, another close to 20 million for another 70 households. So we are a big fan of the fund and um, these changes will make a positive difference to enabling it to be rolled out at a quicker pace. What's the equation when your money versus private money, how does it stack up in terms of, you know, I buy a house and you get me into it or help me into it? Yeah, so we run a leasehold model. So what we do is separate the improvements from the land. So the household comes in and they purchase the improvements. They purchase the home, what it costs to construct. And then we, with the PHO fund, the Progressive Home Ownership Fund, that funds the land component. So it becomes, and they pay a very low ground rent on the land. So in essence, they get into a property for around half of the market value. Right. Do they ever actually get to own the land at all or not? Under under our model, no, they don't. It stays in ownership of the trust in perpetuity, but it's a 100-year lease, so they can live there for 100 years, and the ground rent will only ever go up with CPI inflation, so it will never be readjusted to market values whilst they're in there. Problem with CPI is it's 7% and has been, or 6.7 currently. That's a big increase on the value of land, isn't it? Which is not your fault, it's the government's fault, but that must that must be a handbrake to a degree, mustn't it? Uh, that's right, to a certain extent, but we can go in. So we're a not-for-profit, we're an independent trust. We've created this program ourselves from scratch. So we can go in there and we can adjust the settings and the parameters. So we can, if, if we think that inflation is tracking too high compared to wages, we can go in there and say, OK, actually, we're, we're not going to adjust your um, ground rent this year or perhaps we're going to adjust it at a lower rate. OK. The existing announcement over the weekend, existing not just new builds, is that a game-changer or just a help or what? Look, it's not it's not a game changer that one. Personally, I, I don't believe it is, and it's it's not something that our trust um, has a big focus on existing homes. So we we're in the business of creating new supply, and so we support that. However, I do um, acknowledge that in some areas where it's difficult to get new supplies, likes of Northland, then existing homes opening it up for existing homes would be beneficial. And are the caps a problem? Is that essentially the the issue with people? You know, the the, the caps and how much you can have versus what the cost of a house is, and then given area? Yeah, the caps are challenging, and so we really welcome this this amendment. Um, bringing them up to 150000 per household just brings them in line with the rest of the government's, uh, you know, the first home grant, the first home loan, that type of product that the government has for first home buyers. So it's just making them more consistent across the board. Um, in terms of ourselves, we really welcome this change. Although we're, we're restricted to 130000 under the IRD um, income caps, which right. is how, but we still have the ability to um, have, have a little bit, have a few households that run over that. So, um, you know, one example is we helped a household earlier this year who was living in a house bus and they were 
that their income was 132000 So they didn't qualify, but we still needed to help them. We needed to get them out of this house bus. So we helped them, but we weren't able to access the fund to do so. So opening it up like this will enable those type of people to be assisted. Good stuff, Julie. Appreciate the insight very much. Julie Scott, Executive Officer of the Queenstown Lakes Community Housing Trust. For more from the Mike Hosking Breakfast, listen live to News Talk ZB from 6am weekdays or follow the podcast on iHeartRadio.